Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. Welcome to Gatsy and Goosebumps, the show in which I review every single Goosebumps book from R.L. Stein's original series. And today we are looking at that dude who is made out of wood in uh, Goosebumps number 31, Night of the Living Dummy 2. I actually really like this cover art you've got the iconic looking slappy a very evil dummy in a really bright and colorful sort of innocent bedroom setting and if you look closely you can see the stuffed animals are actually looking at him and they're scared it's something i didn't even noticed as a kid if i think it's a really 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 nice detail there tagline there is he's still walking he's still stalking which is a reference to the first night of living dummy tagline he walks, he stalks, so he's still doing that. And the blurb reads as follows. You can't teach an old dummy new tricks. Like, yeah, I suppose that's true. Amy's ventriloquist dummy, Dennis, keeps losing his head. For real. In case you thought a ventriloquist dummy was just figuratively losing his head. So Amy begs her family for a new dummy. That's when her dad finds Slappy in a local pawn shop. Slappy's kind of ugly, but Amy's having fun practicing a new routine. Then horrible things start happening. Horrible, nasty things. Slappy starts saying things about a Jewish conspiracy. No, that's not what it says. It's not that horrible. Just like what happened the first time. Because there's something odd about Slappy, something not quite right, something evil. It says horrible, nasty things just like what happened the first time, but this Slappy is the only recurring character from Night Living Dummy 1, so how are Amy and her family meant to know that horrible things start happening? That's just really a reference to the reader. Horrible things start happening. As you recall, if you read Night Living Dummy, or watch Gatsy on Goosebumps, Night Living Dummy, review. Anyway, small point. So yeah, this is uh, this is the second in the Night Living Dummy series. It establishes the, um, the Night Living Dummy saga, similar to Friday the 13th, in which the most iconic villain of the series is Jason Voorhees. But in the very first one, Jason Voorhees isn't actually the villain. And similarly, in Night Living Dummy, the main villain is uh, the appropriately titled Mr. Wood, um, whereas from part two onwards you get the most iconic villain. So yeah, this is the first one that really features Slappy as the main dummy. And our main characters are Amy and I wanna say Sarah. Is her sister Sarah? Yeah, and a lot of the book is dedicated to sort of this relationship between Amy and her older sister Sarah. Amy's really jealous of Sarah. Sarah's this amazing painter and she's she, you know, she's so talented, and Amy, you know, feels pretty... She feels second best, you know? She, all she has is a crappy dummy Dennis. You know, that's her That's her talent, and it's really apparent on um, Family Talent Night, I think it's called. It's a talent show their family has every week. You know, there's only so much Amy can do with her old dummy Dennis. But then she gets a new dummy Slappy, and reads the business card that's in his shirt... 
the magic words, Karu, Maru, something, something, the words that bring the dummy to life. Lo and behold, bad things start happening. There's a recurring element in a lot of Goosebumps books about the main protagonist going through some things, supernatural things, and their parents not believing them. And it's really done, although it's overdone, arguably, it's done really well in this one. Amy's parents are really, really concerned that actually Amy is really, like, going quite insane, really, because all these things start happening in regards to Sarah. All Sarah's paintings get ruined. You know, all her nice works of art get painted over with, like, red paint... Someone someone writes Amy all over one of her big pieces. Well, obviously that was Amy, right? It wasn't Amy. It was Slappy. And um, Amy actually knows. Also, there's a quite a good scene where Amy's performing in a child's birthday party with Slappy. And, like, Slappy grabs onto this little girl's hand and just, like, won't let go. It's good. It's, like, you know, it's not too intense. Everyone's like, make the dummy let go. And she's like, I can't. It's, 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 it's alive. <laughs> so Amy's in the shit. The family thinks she's crazy. She's getting the blame for all these things Slappy's doing. Slappy just comes out and says it. As I believe Mr. Wood did in the first one. He's like, hey, you know what? You're my slave. He's really into that. He's really into making people his slaves. But he never really explains what it is. And he's like, yeah, you're my Yep, yep, you're mine now. There's this big struggle. I think he gets locked in like a closet somewhere. And Sarah, roused by the commotion, wakes up. And Amy's like, listen, it's, I promise, it's not me, it's Slappy. And she's like, yeah, I know. Turns out one of the times Slappy was like ruining one of her paintings. She actually woke up and saw it. But she couldn't believe that it was a dummy doing it. And um, so she just let everyone blame Amy for it. But she's like, yeah, I know, it's Slappy. And then it's revealed, actually, in quite a touching moment, that Sarah, the oldest sister, was actually jealous of Amy the whole time. She's like, Amy, you're so funny with, like, your dummy and stuff. I have to paint, paint things to get attention. So, as it turns out, they were actually jealous of each other the whole time. Which is a message. So, together, they apprehend Slappy, drag him out of the house, and throw him down a drain. End of story. All's well. Please join me next week in which I discuss... No, that's not the end of the story. Because the next morning, guess who's at the breakfast table? It's Slappy. Whew. So they hatch a plan and they, you know, watch as Slappy begins to ruin another painting because these doesn't have a lot of ideas in this book. It's mostly him just ruining artwork. But who should confront him halfway? But Dennis... The original dummy. And there's this big fight between Dennis and Slappy, and Slappy gets his wooden head cracked open. They mention, like, there's this enormous white worm that, like, comes out of his head. I guess that's, like, his evil dummy spirit. I don't know. And who should emerge from the closet but Mom and Dad. They were so concerned about Amy's well-being and her apparently losing her mind and blaming everything for a dummy. They were like, all right, fine, we'll hide in this closet. We're that desperate. We'll do anything. And they saw this dummy fighting and being confronted by not Dennis, but Jeb. 
that was part of the plan. See, Jeb is Amy and Sarah's younger brother. He got roped into the plan to dress up as Dennis long enough to catch Slappy off guard and eventually defeat him. Should have mentioned Jeb earlier in this review, but he doesn't do much. So it was a good plan they hatched to defeat Slappy. What follows is one of the best examples of a cliffhanger in the Goosebumps series. Allow me to read for you. We didn't know what a great job Jeb would do. We didn't know that Jeb would actually destroy the evil dummy. We didn't know that Slappy's head would crack apart. That was just good luck. Hey, where is Jeb? I asked, my eyes searching the room. Jeb? Jeb, Mum called, where are you? You did a great job. No reply. No sign of my brother. Weird, Sarah muttered, shaking her head. We all trooped down the hall into Jeb's room. We found him in bed, sound asleep. He groggily raised his head from the pillow and squinted at us. What time is it? He asked sleepily. It's nearly eleven, Dad replied. Oh no, Jeb cried, sitting up. I'm sorry. I forgot to wake up. I forgot I was supposed to dress up like Dennis. I felt a shiver run down my back. I turned to my parents. Then who fought Slappy? I asked. Who fought Slappy? In terms of cliffhangers, you can't do much better than that because you know what happened. Dennis, the original dummy, was actually alive and he was the one who fought Slappy. That's, that's good. It doesn't give us too much away. As a book, it's quite similar to the first one because you have, you have Slappy replacing Mr. Wood. The problem with these dummy antagonists is they only work well when they're doing things behind the scenes. Once they come out in the open and confront them and say, hey, you're my slave, it's, I guess it's kind of scary that a dummy's walking and talking, but like, what are they going to do, really? It's like they're made of wood and they can hurt you and they can overpower people. But it's not like a monster. Like, if there were two people against this dummy, as demonstrated in this book, they're really not that powerful. You know, they don't have mind control. Their main tactic is getting people in trouble. And once that's revealed, and the psychological element is removed from it, you know, is this person going crazy or is something actually happening? They're not all that intimidating. But regardless, there is something inherently scary about a dummy that walks and talks. Always been the case, always will be the case. So for that reason alone, Slappy is an effective villain in the Goosebumps canon. And this is a good story. I would like to place particular praise on the relationship between Amy and Sarah. Actually, Night Living Dummy 1 featured two sisters as well, but Night Living Dummy 3 doesn't, so it's not really a theme of the series. But yeah, good, good sisterly relationship, good themes of sibling rivalry and acceptance and fitting in in a family. And uh, yeah, great uh, psychological element, you know? Her family really do think she's crazy in this one. It's not just like, oh, stop using your imagination. Like, listen, do you need a doctor? You keep blaming everything on your dummy because you're ruining your sister's paintings. For that reason, I highly recommend Goosebumps Now Living Dummy 2. And I look forward to seeing what that crazy dummy does for us in Goosebumps Now Living Dummy 3. Well, that's all for this week. Please join me next week in which I discuss Goosebumps number 32, The Barking Ghost. As always, thank you for watching, and please stay spooky. And, um... And...